Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome back to Myths. Uh, it's been a while. I hope, hopefully, you've missed us. Uh, if if you've forgotten who we are, uh, well, uh, firstly, uh, why you listen to this podcast. But just to remind you, I'm Matt Hoss, and my co-host is. Come on, what's my name again? <laughs> is that a Blink One Eight Two song? What's my name? <laughs> yeah. uh, it is Dan Rhodes. Hey. That's me. I'm still here. <laughs> Um, we uh, it was close though. It's been a month since we released an episode. We, you know... It's been a whole month. Matt, can I tell you something that my mother messaged me this morning? Yes, with... genuinely, genuinely this morning, ten a.m. I got a message from my mother. What's her name, by the way? Chris. Shout oh, yeah. out, Chris. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she messaged me saying, "Hi Dan, I've just listened to the Christmas episode <laughs> of Myths, yeah. and there doesn't seem to be any more episodes." <laughs> Am I missing something? As clearly there must have been more. <laughs> I said, nope. <laughs> Many things have got in the way, haven't they, Matt, since Christmas? It's now beginning of February. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, lots to catch up on. Lots of things got in the way. We apologize, listeners. Well, uh, well, that's a, well. firstly, may I say, listener, shame on you. Uh, the only person to have any kind of correspondence was today on the 6th of February <laughs> uh, to, to say where's the episode's at. So shame on you. Shame on you for not listening. And you need to hold us accountable. If you want more episodes, you've got to fight for it because... There's a lot going on in both our lives right now, um, but all, all pretty good, I guess. Yeah, what's going on with you, Dan? What's new with you, buddy? Well, I um, had my bathroom redone in my flat. I, for some reason, I thought you, uh, I thought you were going to say you had like surgery on your bum. Then I had bum surgery, and now I can poop out of two places. Is that true? Wait. Can you not poop out of two places now? You need to go to a doctor immediately. <laughs> Damn it! I, ironically, I now need butt surgery. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, as you know, Matt, you've been to my flat. It's was maybe a little dated compared to the rest of the flat, the bathroom. I think it's fair to say. Uh, I remember there's a, there's a picture, I believe, of a dolphin. Two dolphins? There are, yeah, dolphins. yes. Two dolphins ha- jumping over an imaginary ocean. Uh, and over some mold as well. So, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> Um, well, we were, it was really gross, like because the bathroom, the bath panel was all like the bath was a bit gross, and there was a wooden bath panel that was all rotting and falling apart, and we kept having slug infestations. Uh, really? Like I kept having slugs come into my bedroom because my bedroom's the closest to the bathroom, and they'd like crawl across the hallway into my room. <laughs> it was gross, and then like yeah, lots of mold, and the window seal wasn't like done properly, and it would leak when it rained heavily outside. Like rainwater would seep in through the walls. The roof was falling apart. Um, all the paint was chipping away. The bar, like the the. Yeah, a lot, a lot was happening. Dan also forgot to mention he does live in a tent as well, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's there's no roof or anything. It's just. Um, but now, Matt, when you next come back after, you know, post-COVID, um, then you'll see that, there, yeah, it's, a, it's brand new. It's got a new walk-in shower. Mm. 
That's pretty cool. Are you, do you like it? Do you feel like it's a brand new house? Yeah, we really like it. It makes the whole flat, like, it just makes the whole flat look much nicer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, and well, to, But that meant I had to go home back to Essex for two weeks. Yeah, and it's obviously, it's quite, it feels kind of hard to move around these days with a literal lockdown as well. But on top of that, it's just like, yeah, like, it. The, when you told me you were going to your parents' house, I was like, oh, what is that allowed? But that is like, yeah, I have anywhere to live for two weeks. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Actually, me and my housemates all had to go back to, you know, elsewhere for the two weeks. And even though that was legal because it's like extenuating circumstances, because we were having like important maintenance work done on our flat and we obviously couldn't live there without water. Um, because that's a thing you need. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I'm going to use that for my two buttholes. <laughs> um yeah we uh we had but it did feel very naughty like i felt like a rebel you know going home for two weeks not that it really did anything when i was there i just isolated at home for two weeks but um yeah no wait, it's good to be back got a nice new bar hold on hold, hold on so wait you were with your your, your family for two weeks and now your mum's met oh, uh, only now is your mum realized that there's missed episodes she could have asked you live she, she could have said dan where, where's those episodes get here's a microphone record some quality banter and tell tell Matt on your first episode back to talk about your bathroom being done up and mold. Uh, it's it's a it's a quality opener, I'd say. It, it can be. And, and you, Matt, and you, Matthew, mm. since we last spoke, had the coronavirus. Well, to be honest, I had I had, had the big one night. I had it during whilst we recorded the Christmas special. I think it, yeah, it was. I, yeah. Can I also just say I nearly said you had the big C, but I realised that's <laughs> cancer. <laughs> that's why you, I stopped. That's myself. why I said the scene nineteen. <laughs> C nineteen, yeah. not the, the big C. One, it's a big C, yeah. but not the big C. Yeah, can you imagine? Everyone, Matt just got over the big C. Oh my god, the what? Oh no, no. It's... I've um, imagined coronavirus. I need coronavirus. <laughs> imagine we opened up this episode if I just recovered from cancer, and <laughs> you're like, right, let me take the bathroom first. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be highly insensitive to the listeners, but no, uh, um, I, I have made a full recovery um and also i've actually um uh, qu- quite ironically and i'm not i'm not sure how you feel about this dan but uh, so i recovered from um covid um i was out of self isolation early january uh, actually i ended my self isolation the day where boris announced a national lockdown <laughs> <laughs> that's such a mistake. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, mate!" <laughs> and I've I, obviously over Christmas, people got to see each other, which we didn't because we were uh, self isolating. So it's it's pretty sad. So yeah, I haven't really seen anyone for a while. And uh, but yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, and but I also um in, for my job, I work for a mental health charity. So I uh, yeah, I, I kind of um they they offered us a vaccine uh, like earlier this week. So I got, I got the vaccine, even though I was like. I I don't think I need it, but also I yeah like they offered like we've got plenty of around in Darlington, so uh, yeah they they just yeah. <laughs> Darlington is absolutely packing vaccines. Well, it actually is because like they were like I was said to them I'm I should be the lowest priority, but you know like I'll take it if you need me to have it for my also, job. I've been to Darlington. Isn't it ninety eight percent over sixties? Uh, actually, no, I think there's a lot of. I think it's mixed bag is Darlington, to be fair. There's a lot of, uh, it's quite cheap accommodation. So I think a lot of uh, young. Or is it just that the young people look over 60? Yes, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. That, okay, yeah. that's why it's confusing. <laughs> Do you remember that guy that was drinking white lightning on a bench in a, in a suit when you came to pick me up from the station that time? Oh, yeah, that was, that was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that would been hilarious. Yeah. Hey, Matt, look at this poor guy. <laughs> oh, it's my dad. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Uh, um, but yeah, um, 
but yeah, so it's a uh, yeah, Darlington's a very odd place. But you know, I kind of miss you coming up. I miss like I I actually think that it's uh, it's a lot more relaxing doing this podcast over the internet with you because we don't have to travel. But also, I kind of miss those weekends where we would uh, just smash four in a room, hallucinate on the fourth episode, and uh, <laughs> I mean, and then and then smash Nando's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was there were weird times. There were good times, and like I miss those times. Yeah, because like. Yeah, it's one of these things, like, because it's weird to look back at it now, because, like, why, why, Dan, why do we travel and spend, like, 60 quid every time just to, to record these episodes? That's mad. We could have just done that well, here. Financially, it seems ridiculous, but also, we did have a good yeah, time. we did, and... And there were some, you know, there you do get some funny moments coming out of it, like, we are going to do other episodes, I'm sure, when we'll, yeah. Yeah, well, well... It's just not as much of a priority now, it means we can actually spend time chatting and getting to know each other as friends, yeah. as opposed to... Uh, getting headaches because we're doing five episodes yeah. in a day, and there's like th- to be honest, Dan, I got like like uh, with with myths, like it's a bit of it's weird to look back on because obviously I have Castable now, and, and not not to show favourites, but Castable is certainly a more polished product. It's 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 something that's kind of elevated the stock price of Matt Hoss a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because I've got like a star guests, if you know what I mean, coming on to a uh, um onto the show and stuff like that. So it's really it's quite a big thing for me. But on top of that, though, like uh, what. When I tried to advertise myths, looking back, when I started that, I was not in a mentally healthy place. So I was just saying any old bollocks. And now like, I'm like, mm, I don't really stand by anything I said back then. It's kind of hard to advertise it. It's like, listen to the new ones, but not any of the old ones, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people forget how long we've been doing this. It's been several years now. <laughs> too long, Dan. It's too long. Yeah, tell you what, right? If you're brand new here, welcome. This is Myths. We, at some point, we'll talk to you about some fucking myth i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but then we'll but you know i I would i would like you to check out the old ones and i think they are really really funny but i also feel that they have a they have a cult following now more than perhaps they i i feel that some of the humor and nuance might have dated somewhat and i don't think i would necessarily stand by uh some of the more eccentric things i probably would have uh said uh, but never <laughs> I think I used to have a crisis every week, Dan, and I still do, to be fair. But you did definitely, yeah. <laughs> you 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 were certainly the support structure in those times. Those those times. Tell you what, listen around October 2018. That's when uh, <laughs> that's when you know who did what. So uh... <laughs> yeah, is that also around the time that you that you had that existential crisis? What's the episode where you came where you said you might be gay? Oh, that was episode ten. <laughs> Yeah, there we go, see? Yeah. I mean, we were skirting around it. Uh, <laughs> if you go far enough back, uh, there were some funny breakdowns. Uh, yeah, and like, some, but, yeah, shame. But you've had a good time since Christmas, Matt? You had a good time? Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure how you're feeling, mate, but it's one of these things where we're just kind of, I think it's kind of like... Plodding along. Yeah, plodding along. I, there's not, I don't, not feeling great. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm feeling fine. I'm doing okay. I'm just, uh, just trying to tick along really but to be fair like i think i've done a lot of good life stuff in the last uh month uh in, for example i released a book dan purify is now available on sale you did which yeah. is pretty cool have you read it yet of course yeah well you said you were gonna send me a copy yeah i forgot about that to be honest <laughs> i forgot about that uh, until right now <laughs> you know at christmas when you sent me a book that i already had yes um, I just want to say on record that book never arrived. By the way, the Royal Mail did you a dirty. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I don't. Who do I talk to about that? Is there like a, a male ombudsman? Do you know what I mean? Like, who do I talk to about that? 
If you know, shall I, I could, don't know, but it's also about how much you care about however much it costs to send. Well, it. I feel, I feel that karma. Uh, it's principle. Well, I feel, I kind of feel, Dan, that that the Royal Mail knew that you already had it. It's like, ah, fuck it, we'll just throw it into the layby. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll give it to someone else. Maybe I. I do feel like I now owe you a, a new gift, so I will send you a copy of Purify. But yeah, um, that's yeah, and I would like. I think we should uh, read chapter by chapter on, on here. It'd be good. You can listen to it if you want. Oh my god, that's going to be a whole new myth spinoff where I just read Matt's book and rip into it. Yeah. Oh no, I critique a critical theory on Matt's book. And I genuinely wish you a close reading. Shall we say? I, I genuinely wish you weren't the first person to think of that. Because, but there's a, another comedian who uh, ha- we have a friendly kind of nemesis kind of thing going on where uh, he uh, he kind of antagonizes my work quite a lot. But uh, uh, I say friendly; it's uh, d- deeply hurtful. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's your mum. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and my dad's drinking white lightning on the bench. Uh, but um, yeah, on top of that though, it's um, yeah, I think other people want to rip into it as well. And to be honest, it might be shit, Dan. <laughs> it, it, it could be terrible. I got, I've got currently got three rejection letters from agents. Ooh, shall I read one out? Yeah, please, please. <laughs> okay, would you like to hear from uh, uh Blake? As in like publishers, publishing agents? Uh, as in, yeah, literary agents. So people who would uh, like to have me on their books in terms of uh, and, and sell the book. For, to publishers and it's very unlikely nice. that on your first book you would to get anything but i am nothing if not ambitious so uh um let me you lose a hundred percent of the shots you don't take and i have I, so far with purify i've lost the hundred percent of the shots i have taken <laughs> um, okay but to be fair it's always quite hard um do you want, do you want to read what i say uh sent to the uh to the publishers yeah yeah, yeah please 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 and then we'll crack on with the myth i guess um Dear whom it may concern at the literary agency. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm an aspiring author. I'm also a professional comedian, podcaster, broadcaster, and so much more. I'm getting in touch today to submit my sci-fi submission called Purify. Please find the attached synopsis in the first three chapters. As requested, the word count for the total book is 73,903. I do then uh, a blurb, then I compare myself to Margaret Atwood. Uh, and then I go, uh, hope you enjoy it as much as I did creating it. Uh, and then they said, dear Matt, thanks for writing to us. We've considered your proposal carefully. I'm afraid that it's not going to be one for us. Um, <laughs> and then they recommend me other people who, uh, they say, uh, here's some people to give you some constructive uh, <laughs> um, constructive uh, reviewing of your work, which means we thought it was shit, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks that's a nice email though hey look Derek they're, they're you know they think how many submissions they get sent these kind of people did you want to hear my f- the first rejection one I got was uh, uh, sorry don't think it's right for my list um, I cannot give more detailed feedback and yeah, so they've all been quite pleasant and I've always sent them a follow up message saying like hey thank you for reading really appreciate it go fucking die you know what I mean so it's, 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 it's I like to kind of keep them on their toes you know I like to show them that they, yeah. they made the right choice but yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, I look forward to reading it. I uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a read. I would yeah, and it, can you if if you want because you haven't got a lot on at the moment. Why don't you start a literary agency and can I be the only one on your books? Yeah, although that will really hit you hard when I have to reject <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, we can call it when the when when the agency is set up purely with the sole intention of publishing your book still rejects you. I mean, it's happened before. I mean, like, what do you think this podcast is, mate? What do you think this podcast is? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to head towards the myth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, is everything good with you, Danny? You doing okay? 
Yeah, doing okay. This, this, uh, yeah, it's nice to hear you. Let's do this. Uh, it's nice to be back, huh? It's nice to be yeah. back. And shall we have a jingle, and then I'll see you on the other side. Oh, just, just before we do, Dan, a very important question, and this is a very close question, so we, we won't go any further than this, but like, uh, since we've had a lot of time off, have you managed to finish the league table? Oh, what's that? The jingle, <laughs> the jingle's coming in. Yeah, I better fucking do. Right, so Dan, what are we looking at today, buddy? We are still doing the Aztecs. Can I get a whoop whoop? Uh, a whoop whoop. Was that okay for you? Nice. Yeah, that was good. That was the, the energy I required. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it with my energy. Whoop whoop. There you go. Is that all right? Well, yeah, I guess. All right, don't be depressed. It doesn't, it doesn't count when you have to do the second time. Well, I just... Normally, I'm... We switched roles just then, by the way. Normally, I'm the one that does the, like... The low energy, and then you're like, "Come on, Dan, at least pretend." Anyway, well, it's a, 2021's a new year, so we we are uh, <laughs> sweeping roads. Yeah, yeah, and I'm now I, I, what I'm going to do is uh, um, just sit back uh, and uh, uh, watch as you cry over a girl. So, haha, take that. <laughs> Wait, no, I'll take that back. I, I retract what I just said. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. So, Dan, um, so where did we leave off? Because um, obviously, we did the Christmas special with Krampus. Uh, uh, which was fun. But before that, we were looking at Aztecs. We were. And um, before we got rudely interrupted by Christmas and the festivities around that, um, I I think we'd mentioned before, it's no secret that some of these myths, we had it with Egyptian, we've had it now with Aztecs. It is hard to find proper, chunky sources, you know, mm-hmm. really meaty myths. There's a lot of like, you know, you can find a lot of academic stuff about it, but they're not really stories. They're more just facts, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought today, actually, we're going to do it, but we never really did a proper send off to the Aztecs. So I'd like to do that now, I think. So uh, as we, we kind of discussed this off air, but we were like, mm, we should have probably done this before Christmas when we had time. Cause it, what we've done, we've, uh, we've let, we allowed the, the, the passage of time to create like a scab over it. And today we're going to pick that scab for one final week. <laughs> exactly yes um and i thought we've mentioned do you remember some of the gods we've mentioned and particularly there's kind of two or three that we seem to do every episode the big hitters being honest there's a google doc in front of me what i'm gonna do i'm gonna close my eyes and try and guess from the top of my head because this is this is tough but i'll give it a go shall we far away so the one the main ones the big knobhead was tezcalapoca something like that it was tezcalapoca yeah um there was also quinstalapoca something like that quetzalapoca Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, that was it. Sorry, his enemy. Yeah, the east and west. Remember, they pulled the sun to and from. Yeah, and one of them created some squirrel monkeys or something like that. I can't remember, but like it was. Yeah, a lot of weird, a lot of weird shit happened. Um, now, uh, oh, we also had uh, Huitzilopochtli, the hummingbird of the south. Remember him? Um, I gotta be honest, no. 
he was the god of war oh, yeah. but they called yeah. him the hummingbird of the south which is hilarious because <laughs> it's like the least god of war sounding name. my name is Ares, god of war oh i i am tear god of war and i'm the hummingbird of the south oh don't don't uh, don't get on my bad side yeah oh spain get back <laughs> that's why the aztecs lost you know what i mean <laughs> yes yes yeah 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 um so I thought today we'll just do it like I found some sources that give us a bit of a recap, some more kind of um, more of a deep dive into those three um, main gods that we've mentioned in other myths, because um, we've heard their myths and we've heard their stories and we know what they're like as people. But it's nice to know kind of what they really meant to the Aztecs, maybe like more in a, a historical context. Brilliant. Well, I look forward to it. And Dan, thank you for doing the research as well. It's very, very nice of you. OK, so originally the god Tezcatlipoca otherwise known as Lord of the Smoking Mirror. What? Ooh. What? Lord of the Smoking Mirror? Yeah, that's also his name. I think that came up in one episode we talked about. There's also, people also refer to him as the Jaguar. I'm going to get to that in oh, a minute, yeah. but I think we spoke about him more as a Jaguar before. But um, people also call him the Lord of the Smoking Mirror. But that sounds really cool. He sound, that sounds like a like a Tom Waits album cover. Lord of the yeah. Smoking Mirror. Because, can I just say, up until now, Taz Poker, if um, listeners will remember, he was a bit of the Loki figure in Aztec world, right? He did a lot of mis... There's, you know, there's the five worlds, and pretty much every single one of those worlds failed because he somehow ruined it or did some kind of mischievous prank that meant that the world ended. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As pranks go, ending the world is a pretty big one. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, like, it's not really much of a prank, is it? It's more of a... Uh, uh, it's a, it's like a supervillain situation, really. That's... Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tezcatlipoca, Lord of the Smoking Mirror. Let's talk about him. So he was the god of the night sky. Um, the color black and the direction north were associated with him. He possessed a magical mirror that allowed him to see inside people's hearts. And the Aztecs considered themselves his slaves. Okay. In his, in his animal form, he appeared as a jaguar. We've talked about that before. Because remember, he came down to earth as a jaguar and ate all the people yes. that were created. I mean, and they had to start again. And they were really annoyed with him. At this point, you can claim any old bollocks. And I'm happy to accept it. It's like, yep, he came down from earth as a jaguar and played the bagpipes. And then also uh, uh, danced with uh, Greyfriars Bobby. Uh, and it's like, yeah, that probably happened. I definitely remember that. <laughs> um, his dual nature caused him to bring both good fortune, but sometimes misery. So he's kind of like, he's like that god that sometimes he's really powerful and good, but also he kind of has a mischievous side that maybe is a little bit, a little bit naughty. You know what he is, Dan? He is the textbook wild card, right? He is, yeah. he is, yeah. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. You'll never know of him. He's a lord of the smoke. He's got mirror. potential. Everyone's like, oh, he's got so much potential. Why is he ruining it by destroying the world? Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you remember the cat that cares? Patlipoca's great rival and opponent in cosmic battles, as well as his partner in acts of creation, was Tezcatlipoca. You mentioned that earlier. The feathered serpent. Ooh, feathers. That's his now, name. Now, which would which would you prefer, Lord of the Smoking Mirror or the Feathered Serpent? I think Lord of the Smoking Mirror. Yeah, yeah sounds awesome. Feathered Serpent sounds a bit like you're just a bad bird. Yeah, you know I mean. So, Tezcatlipoca was associated with the color black, but Tezcatlipoca, his enemy, the feather serpent, um, in ancient Mexican and Central American um, kind of mythology, was seen as the color white, and he was the direction of the west. And some stories about 
Quetzalcoatl referred to him as an earthly priest king, suggesting that there may have been a Toltec king by that name whose legend became mixed with mythology. So that's kind of an interesting backstory for him. It might have actually been a real person that existed. And the Aztecs kind of, you know, he's kind of sown in like historians aren't sure whether he might have actually been a person that actually existed. Yeah, because I know in Roman mythology and canon, um, um, I can't remember the exact term for it from the top of my head. But um, so the emperors that they really liked, like Caesar and Augustus and uh, I think Trajan as well, um, the the ones which were considered uh, holy and good, they transcended into like uh, gods. They became gods of their pantheon. Um, they believed that the emperors were so good and divine that they became the emperors. Uh, they became gods as well. So um, that could be quite a similar thing. Like this person who was seen as a uh, a godly and revered figure turned in, into uh, uh, into like a a pantheon, uh, a pantheon god as well. Maybe not as strong as the other ones, but certainly that's where and that's where beliefs come from, right? Yeah. God, that was really very rarely on myths. Do we actually? Uh... <laughs> have such profound <laughs> hold on let me read out another literary agent email <laughs> <laughs> no thanks you're shy <laughs> thank you <laughs> there you go um so yeah as a god Quetzalcoatl had many different aspects and this is actually something we touched on in previous myths he was the planet venus both the morning and evening star so the aztecs saw the planet venus in the sky and obviously thought that was him mm-hmm. he's the god of twins the god of learning. Wait. The Aztecs credited him with inventing the calendar, and that's a big deal because, as we all know, the Aztecs, they love the calendar. Can I just pause you there for a second? Yeah. The god of twins, why is that Why is that coming first? Because surely there has to be two gods of twins, surely. No, he's just the god of twins. If you're a twin, he's in charge of you. But I... I, I, I maybe it's not just... Maybe it's twins not in the literal sense of, like offspring two offspring from one birth maybe it's twins in terms of like duality things that come up yeah duality things that come as two <laughs> but i kind of feel like god of twins is not as high as god of learning or inventing the calendar do you know what i mean i feel that that's not that's the uh i i wouldn't open with god of twins that's a, you wouldn't trust that person also i love that they're like god of ca- like yeah he's the god of the calendar and he's like yeah i prefer the god of time yeah. and they're like nah calendar yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely trying to negotiate it as well. <laughs> yeah. A peaceful god, unlike Tezcatlipoca, Quetzalcoatl accepted sacrifices of animals and jade, but not of humans. Aww. See, he's got standards, you know. He's <laughs> you can sac- he's like, I want you to sacrifice living things for me, but not humans. Come on, guys. Well, I'm the opposite. I'm saying you can't sacrifice animals, but humans, by all means, go for it. Rip up that flesh, yo. When he was defeated by Tezcatlipoca, Quetzalcoatl sailed out into the Atlantic Ocean on a raft of serpents. Now that's punk. the legend. Ar- yeah, that's baller. That's pretty cool. The legend arose that he would return over the sea from the east at the end of one of the Aztec fifty-two-year calendar cycles. Now, Matt, do you remember us talking about the fifty-two-year calendar cycles in previous Aztec myths? Yeah, and they had like three sacrifices or something like that. Yeah, every town and city every fifty-two years sacrifice. Like they remember they threw away all their stuff. You like would clear all of your belongings and possessions yes and you would discard them then they would have a, they would pick a villager or a member of the city to be sacrificed on that day and then everyone would like sit on their roofs and wait for the end of the world and if it didn't happen it was a good thing and then you could purchase more things and carry on again for another 52 years 
Uh, yeah. Because you remember we, we joked last time about what if you were an Aztec that arrived, had just moved to a new city the day before the 52 year. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to get rid of all your stuff yeah. that you just brought. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It's quite good. Uh, this podcast is quite funny, actually, isn't it? I am, I, I'm revisiting it. I'm going to listen back to some of the episodes. It's going to be good. I'm going to learn um, So they. So they believed that Tezcatlicoto had sailed out into the ocean on the serpents and that he would return from the east, right, at the end of this 52-year calendar cycle. And here's where it's kind of intertwined with history. Because when the white-skinned Spanish invader, the famous um, conquistador Hernan Cortez, landed in Mexico in 1519, some of the Aztecs thought he was Tezcatlicoto, who had returned again in a new form. Oh, yeah. And actually... Um, Hernan Cortez encouraged this among the Aztecs because he thought it would help scare them into thinking he was a god. Shit, that's kind of naughty. That's, huh? This guy's clever, but um, yeah, I kind of feel that that's They're like, are you Quetzalcoatl, the god of the, the West? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and I'm gonna yeah, sure, ha- that helps me pillage you all. Yep, I'm going to have to take your land now. Uh, so yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a sad. But anyway, I think uh, um, first word. Gonna be a tough one. Huitzilopochtli, something like that. Yeah, I think that's how we say it. Huitzilopochtli, hummingbird of the south, the god of war. I'm gonna say the god of war. A deity, a god of war. A deity that originated with the Aztecs was the sun and war god. See, see, that's better than god of twins and god of learning. The sun and war. That is two hefty, hefty uh, uh, things to be dealing with there. The souls of warriors who died in battle were said to become hummingbirds and follow him across the sky. Blue was his colour and south was his direction. The Aztecs claimed that an idol of Huitzilopochtli had led them south during their long migration and told them to build their capital on the site where an eagle was seen eating a snake. Um, Have we talked about that before? It seems familiar, that one. Eagles... Are clutching serpents and stuff like that. That happened a lot in Greek, like oracles, like the Oracle of Delphi used to talk about that kind of crap. Because you remember, in like particularly in Greek and Roman mythology, do you remember that happened all the time where they'd like the oracles would never just say what they were thinking. They'd never just be like, "Oh, if you go to this town, you will sleep with your mother and kill your father or whatever." <laughs> Oedipus, for example. Instead, they'd be all whimsical, wouldn't they, and be like, "If you go to Thebes on the night of the fifth moon, then you will see an eagle clutching a serpent." This and he's like, "Dude, just tell me, just tell me." <laughs> Absolutely, and also, uh, yeah, like it's. It- so it used to come up a lot in that sort of thing. And clearly the Aztecs were no different to their like prophecies and, you know. Absolutely. And but also, metaphors. Um, but reading prophecies was an art form, so it doesn't necessarily mean any one thing. It's like looking at a painting and then decreeing something from it. It's like, well, no, that's not necessarily what it means. See what I mean? It means different things to different people. Um, so, yeah, so one, anything could be an omen, but anything could be a good blessing. Do you know what I mean? feel a bit sorry for the Aztecs who are just migrating all around South and North American continents looking for an eagle eating a snake. And they're like, guys, we're going to have to set up camp somewhere. <laughs> well, actually, just following from what you said, you and Ali have just said, like someone has obviously, they've had a fucking long migrate and like, right, we need it. We need to camp up now. My legs are aching. Uh, and oh, we need it. We need a, uh, like a, a sign. Oh, um, oh, oh, look over there. That's good timing. Yeah, it was, uh, there's an eagle eating a snake. And what's the eagle saying? Oh, my name's Brian. Hi, Brian. Um, and he flies off. Um, a lot of eagles in uh, in mythology, isn't it? There is, yeah. Brian's, he's busy. He's a busy boy. <laughs> he's like, I'm very full from Prometheus's liver. Um, anyway, um, 
yeah so uh so they um yeah the eagle is eating the serpent um the cult of Huitzilopochtli was especially sung in Tenochtitlan, uh, which is uh, this, I think it's the capital of uh, the Aztecs. But I really, I, uh, the pronunciation for Aztecs is quite hard, uh, and it's, I don't think I've got the right mouth. I haven't got my mouth around it. Do you know what I mean? Tenochtitlan. Yeah, th- their language is stupid. You're right, mate. <laughs> I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> didn't say that whatsoever, mate. Take that back. Take say something nice. It's a, be- it's a beautiful language. <laughs> It's just hard to pronounce with my stupid English-speaking brain. So that's fine. I'm absolutely okay with that. Like, I'm okay to be the dumb one, not them. <laughs> um, so the the cult of uh, 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 they regarded um, in the in that city in that capital uh, they regarded him as the city's founding god. That's pretty cool. Um, and also one of our favorite ones, Shippy Shippy Totek, Shippy Totek, Shippy Totek. Yeah, the Flayed Lord. What a lad. Yes. Flayed Lord. Oh, that's a good. I didn't realize his wrestler name was Flayed Lord. No, that no, that sounds like um, Ramsey Bolton, the Flayed Lord. You know what I mean? It sounds like now that's a punk album. We are Flayed Lord, and we're gonna play in your drums. One, two, three, four. You know what I mean? I think that's a that's an album. Yeah. Zippy Totek, whilst also having an awesome name, is also, I believe, quite a hilarious god. His powers are awesome. Tell us more, Matt. So, uh, Shippy Totek has a dual nature as well, which means he's eligible to be uh, looked after by uh, the god of twins, I imagine. Um, he was the god of vegetation, Shippy Totek was, of life-giving spring growth. And that's be like you, but... yeah, yeah. He's he's a <laughs> he's saying I'm a vegetable. Thank you for that. I think he's the god. I think you'll find he's the god that you have the most in common with. Okay, so he is the god of vegetation. He gives off life, spring growth, and at the same time, a fearsome god of torture and sacrifice. Oh wow, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, maybe he is me actually. Maybe I'm Shippito Tech all again because I'm all about I'm all about uh, growth. I'm all about uh, vegetables. I'm all about human sacrifice. You know what I mean? It, this guy sums me up. Is he Thanos? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he, he just—he's a pragmatist. You know what I mean? He's a—he's a Lib Dem. You know what I mean? He—he likes—he gives it for one hand, he takes it for the other. You know what I mean? This is Zippy Totek having a delicious vegetarian meal, and then someone snuck. He doesn't realize that someone doesn't know and giving him meat. He's like, "Yeah, I'm all about vegetation. I go vegan all the time. Um, I'm all about giving life and the spirit of growth. You know, I'm all about the ecosystem." Wait a minute. Is this what sausage is this? Is this a—is this a real sausage? Is this a vegan? This isn't a vegan sausage. Right, someone tortured this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> then they would take the meat from that person and pour it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I thought you said you were all about, no, 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 no. Okay, guys, you don't understand how important this is to me. Yeah, Shippy Totek is a complex person. You know what I mean? They, they, they have a lot going on, I feel like. Can I just say, the Aztec gods, and we have talked about this in other myths, they're all about, that. like, most gods have a dual nature, and I think that's actually quite good, because it's saying that people, everyone has two sides, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What, what's your dual nature, Dan? If you had to be a god of two different, like, contrasting things, what would it be? I am the god of of kindness and sharing of culture, whilst also being the god of inappropriate jokes. Um... Well, I I wouldn't say kindness, uh, but yeah, sure, why not? Um, but yeah, I uh... shut your fat mouth. <laughs> well, you proved one of them, right? <laughs> Inappropriate jokes. Here we go. Okay, thanks, Sam. Thanks for that. Great to be back. Not not hurt whatsoever by that. Chris, I hope you're happy. You forced us. You forced us, Chris. Yeah, you wanted more episodes, and here we are. Hope you enjoy it, mate. 
My brother hasn't listened to a while, but it, so technically, I think your mum is our number one fan now. Which uh, nice, yeah. But to be fair, my my brother does have a, uh, a two month year old, so yeah, it's um. To be fair, he's up a lot of the hours, so why is he not listening to it? Here's a two month year old. She got that looked at. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, so let's talk more about uh, uh Shippy Totec. Uh, his double meaning uh, reflected the Aztec vision of universal balance in which new life had to be paid for in blood. Um, again, like Thanos, Shippitotek's color was red. His direction, east. The Aztecs took up, in addition, the worship of Tlaloc, the important god of rain and fertility, long known under various names in Mexico and Central America. He governed a host of lesser gods called the Tlalocs, so Tlaloc and Tlalocs, and... Uh, who made thunder and rain by smashing their water jars. Interesting. Have you ever made thunder by smashing water jar, Dan? Um, I haven't, but there's something quite arousing about the thought of smashing someone's water jars. Yeah, it's kind of like Beyonce and Lemonade, you know, just getting a baseball yeah. bat and smashing stuff, you know. Um, that is a quite up-to-date reference from 2016. Well done, Matt. <laughs> Five years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, other day, I bet the only reason you know that is because of James Acaster's thing about 2016. Let's move on. Other deities, <laughs> uh, such as Huitzilopochtli's uh, mother, the Earth Goddess Quatlique, Lady of the Serpent Serpent Skirt, Lady of the Serpent Skirt. That's bloody brilliant. Lord of the Smoking Mirror and Lady of the Serpent Skirt. That sounds cool. That's going to be our names from now on. Um, Probably played key parts in the religion of the common people, who are mainly farmers. Many deities were associated with flowers, summer, fertility, and your friend of mine, corn. Alright, I think that's it. Damn, thoughts and feelings. Yeah, it's sad. I think that's the end of the Aztecs, because we've kind of covered all their major myths. And I just thought that would be a nice way to close off, right? We're kind of recapping some little more background information and just kind of, hey, guys, if you're going to take anything away from Aztecs, it's those gods we just mentioned. They're the important ones. So, Uh, So, yeah. uh, Thank you for doing that. And uh, why don't we go and uh, go and uh, give it a bloody old rank. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of missed podcasts. In small doses. Uh, Dan, so how do we rank this out of 40? I would do it in four categories, and each one out of ten. Brilliant, and what are those categories? Off the top of my head, I'm thinking life skills, the practical things we've learned, morals, the morals things we've learned, creativity, like the narrative, the storyline, and WTF, the what the fuck moments that made us be like, what the hell? Who even wrote that? Uh, uh, it's up to you, though. That's just my suggestion uh, for how I do it. I think it. that's pretty good. Um, did, I'm not sure if anyone knows this, but um, before we recorded the first ever, ever episode, uh, not the pilot, uh, as in like the episode one, we were like, mm, we need something to at the end of this to sum things up. And I, we I just we just created four random categories, and uh, we're like, yeah, that'll work. And now they're stuck with us for over 100 episodes. That's pretty cool. And it, it turned out to be a baller idea, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it actually works, because it's a way of summing up the episode without just going through it bit by bit, bullet point by bullet point, and it's a fun way of doing stuff, I think. Well, hopefully it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a hundred and something episodes would say otherwise. Yeah, that's, uh, you know what, Dan? I think as a little challenge to ourselves, we should give each other an episode, a re- an old episode to listen back to, and we have to report our findings. <laughs> <laughs> 
kind of like a... yeah like like between episodes one and 20 it has been early oh, one man yeah and i think yeah we have to kind of discuss that and like it's kind of like a book club <laughs> <laughs> podcast club uh, chain club um anyway life life skills matt practical things we've learned start us off uh we learned how to create cool names for ourselves that's pretty cool yeah, that's true. This myth's a bit weird because it wasn't so much as a story. It was just kind of a bit of everything, a bit of history, mm-hmm. a bit of this, a bit of that, a synopsis, um, background checks. Ooh, but I know one. Yeah, I think we have how to build stuff. How to sail across a serpent. Yeah, I think building a raft out of serpents and sailing across it every 52 years is mental, but great. How to sacrifice someone. Yes. Um, how to be the god of twins, you know, duality. Uh, how to make a mirror how to see into someone's heart with a mirror yes i like that a lot um I'll, we also started up a religion in terms of uh in like certain cities like uh um the cult of which poetry um yeah how to start a city that's true it's not huge though is it for life skills learn how to eat a snake learn how to eat a snake brian the eagle we learn how to torture again yeah we also learn how to build vegetables build ve- grow vegetables. We learn how to create thunder by smashing water jars together i'm gonna say four I agree. Four. It's gone in. Boom. Morals. Morals. Oh, nice. We just said at the same time. Um, well, actually, it's quite good morals, aren't they? Because they're all about duality and nature. They're all about how you can be good and bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think that actually says a lot about, you know, they're very human. Yeah. And I kind of, what, what other aspects do we have? We Yeah. We're, they all kind of balance each other out, but also balance themselves out as people as well. They, they are kind of uh, well-rounded and have different flavors to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm, I'm not sure though. Uh, I don't think there's genuinely, I don't think there's that many moral messages though. Like don't, don't tr- tr- trust the Spanish invader Hernan Cortez. <laughs> That's, that's one. That's a big one. It's a big one. That's one more. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't take it on board. <laughs> Should listen to this podcast. <laughs> Should listen to this podcast. Actually, yeah. I think they turned off because I can't say the language, <laughs> which Dan says is stupid. Not me though. I didn't say that. Um. Anyway, um. I actually don't think it's that much. Oh. Um. Don't sacrifice animals, but uh, uh sacrifice animals, but not humans. Is that? Yeah. Only do humans once every fifty-two years, because you know, otherwise it's a bit crazy. Um, it's not four, high, is it? Morals, come on! It's not, it's not been that kind. I think a three. Yeah, I struggled in there. I struggled. I struggled. Creativity. Okay, I think this isn't bad. Take me through it, then. Creativity. Firstly, let's talk about how cool their names are. Yes, Shippy Dotek, Shippy Dotek. Who are you, Flayed Lord? Little song for you, Flayed Lord. Um, a god of the smoking mirror, the feathered serpent. The lady with the serpent skirt, um, the hummingbird of the south. I mean, come on, these are cool names. All of them, apart from the hummingbird of the south. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I like their creativity, and I like how they each have like we talked about this before, but they each have a designated like north, south, east, west. Mm-hmm. They each have a designated like role, be it a kind of a good and important role, and also kind of a bad role. They're kind of n- neither bad gods nor good gods. They've kind of all got. Their, their responsibilities are spread you know what i mean take zippy totek for example he's got really important job at making sure life grows and vegetation mm-hmm. but he's also the god of torture and like they've almost like devied it out to make sure everyone has an equal share of good and bad jobs <laughs> absolutely yeah and uh 
Yeah, I think um, I think you're absolutely right there. I think there's certainly a uh, a nice mix back of yeah. different stuff as well. Like he's Kalapoktali, he's the god of war and the god of the sun. They're like, like one's bad, one's good. Like they yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I what what number are you thinking? The serpent stuff's very creative, don't you think? Um, the smoking mirror's very creative, like looking into someone's heart. Um, I think it's like a good five or six. I'm gonna say six. I think six is uh, definitely. Worth I that. agree. And finally, WTF, uh, the, the mess of things. Right. Firstly, I'm going to say uh, Hernan Cortez, pretty mess up. Massively. Uh, yeah. Pretending he's the god, uh, Quetzalcoatl, has, have, having returned. That's a bit naughty. Also, Shippy Totec being both the god of vegetation and torture and sacrifice feels like a bit of a, a mix back there, right? Yeah, he's like a Nazi hippie. <laughs> Didn't expect you to say that. I really, thought, yeah, okay. Hey, dude, mellow out and praise the Fuhrer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, do I have to cut that? I'm not sure if I should or not. I don't want people to clip me saying praise the Fuhrer. Yeah, you don't want, when this when this podcast inevitably blows up, you don't want people to just sell you in the street. Like, that's your catchphrase that they'll shout to you in the street when they recognize you as the co-host. Of this. I mean, hopefully people won't be shouting that as a catchphrase at any point in life. We all know if they're going to shout any catchphrase at you, it's Ganymede's type bar. Yes, please, if you ever do see me in real life, whenever that does happen again, please, <laughs> please say, hey, Ganymede's tight little butthole. And that'll make me laugh, actually. So... Uh, you know what's horrible about that joke? You, you, sometimes I have to take a step back and remind myself that whilst it is hilarious, it's also about a man raping a baby. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a 12-year-old, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. uh, WTF with this move. So we've got, yeah, I think you're right. The mix, like the weird jobs, smoking mirrors, kind of cool. Yeah, Hernan Cortez pretending to be Quetzalcoatl. I think it's probably like a four or five, though. I'm going to say four, uh, maybe even three, genuinely. I think there's some cool stuff, but compared to usual, that's very low. Yeah, uh, we're always doing this based on... Yeah, I think it's a three. I think it's a three. So Let's do the math, shall we? So I believe, Dan, I... Four, three, 16. six, three. Four, add three. Sixteen, mate. Seven. Add six. Well, excuse me, I'm doing Sixteen. It? It's sixteen. It's sixteen. Fourteen. At, uh, 13 at 3 it's 16 what's that in the background that is someone at my door <laughs> sounds very jaunty but I have other housemates in who can get it look they're not getting it Pause. I'm going to have to go get the door Dan did you open up your parcel and was it the book I sent you to no it was for my housemate Kim oh. are you sure it wasn't the book well, unless you got a big box for my housemate Kim, then no. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> I was a bit sad about that. Anyway, so sixteen, boom, nice one. Um, yeah, Dan, how did you find it going back into myths? I enjoyed it. It's good to uh, it's good to have bants again. It's nice. Um, but also talking about bants, I should have mentioned this at the start of the episode. However, uh, my partner, uh, her, she has a sister and she is currently looking for someone who likes uh, being outdoorsy and likes uh, um, uh, people do inappropriate jokes. Do you like cheesecake, Dan? 
I'm not a huge fan. Okay, maybe, maybe she's not for you. But yeah, if you want me to set you up, uh, <laughs> uh, of course, I was thinking if we we can take this podcast to a new level if we become actual family. Where does she live? Uh, she, she, uh, I can't say specifically, but in this uh, deep southwest. It's far away. Yeah, but aren't you willing to travel for love? No. Okay, then end. <laughs> I'll just send her that clip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Dan, um, thank you for coming back, mate. It's great to have you and great to chat to you. Uh, um, uh, do you want to plug anything before we go? Yeah, just, um, hey, guys, I've got a podcast called Myths. Give it a listen. Um, it's really good. <laughs> uh, which which episode are we going to listen to? Sorry, I've just realized it's not the thing, is it, to plug the thing that you're already... <laughs> well, but do, but we, we can do, so why don't you follow us at Myths Podcast on uh, on Twitter and also find, follow us on Facebook. Um, why don't you send us an email at MythsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, uh, send us anything. Tell a friend. Thank you. And, Tell a friend. And we... mate, mate, email us from time to time. We're lonely over here at Yeah, this. you know, like uh, in the early days, we used to pretend people emailed all the time, but uh, not that many. Uh, but um, but yeah, get in touch with us, you know. We, we, we really appreciate what you do. And also, if you want to give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts, we really, really appreciate it. So uh, go and do that. Um, we yeah, and it's always really appreciated if you leave a leave a little review. Um, but yeah, on top of that, um, I uh, yeah, if you like stand up comedy and you want to hear more from my end of stuff, I'm doing tons of stuff. I do an online um comedy club every uh, every month uh, on Saturdays. It's called Matt Hoss and Friends. Tickets available on my website. We get some legendary guests to perform some stand up, and it costs you a five five quid. That's really really cheap. In the normal comedy club, it'd be like twenty five quid. So uh, come along. Also follow me at Matt Hoss Comedy and listen to Castable, which is a uh, uh, we have a live special. Uh, if you listen to us right away, it's at next week. So why don't you? Uh, it's, it's on Wednesday this week. So go go and go and listen to that. But get some more money. And it's from one of my all-time favorite heroes. Go and do that. And follow me at Matt House Comedy on Twitch as well. And buy my book. It's on my website. Check it out. It's really good. You done? I've actually got more, but we'll <laughs> leave it there. I could... Well, thank you, everybody. I... It's been a pleasure. Dan, do you, do you want to plug anything? Is there anything you've got going on? No. What's going on with you, Dan? No. Tell us. Think... Anything? I mean, I'm not doing anything outside of this creatively, so no. Well, you sat in a brand new literary agency. <laughs> there will be a stumble, yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. I've been Matt Hoss. I've been Dan Rhodes. And we've been Miss. Woo! I was hoping you would say Miss as well, but never mind. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.